drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Chapter 19, Death Proof. After a charge led by Mayor McCoy threatens to further escalate tensions between the North and South Side, Jughead, along with Archie, tries to put a stop to a dangerous alliance. Let's recap the recap. This is a long fucking recap. Yeah, I think I got it, though. Betty cries alone at night. Jughead's joining the serpents. The Black Hood needs Betty to find justice. Reporters can't join gangs, but Jughead has to. Nick St. Clair's out of control. Cheryl got roofied, and Betty gives up a name. That's pretty good. See? Okay, so last week, I went in our spoiler section, I said that this week's episode, based on the preview, looked like a bummer. Uh-huh. I was wrong. You were wrong. This, this, okay, this episode's not perfect. No. But it was not a bummer. No. And it was actually one of the best cut I've seen. What? Their timing and pacing and how they cut things. Well, yeah. was very good. When we get to those specific points that were, like, perfect, I'll point them out. Okay. Okay. So we start with Jughead, and he's he's hanging out on his couch with his computer and hot dog. And Tony has slept over and she says hey are you hungry and he looks at her with that like hey smile <laughs> says you don't ever have to ask me that <laughs> she's like cool and she walks away and she's just wearing a t-shirt uh, so we see Betty running down the street with her hair down <laughs> intense intensely and she she's running to the Five Seasons Hotel and she has barged into Nick's room she she's gone to see if the sugar or not sugar black hood has killed him and he has it nick just has a wicked hangover and he is stabbing a knife into the bar in his room he's also got you know two black eyes and bruises all over him yeah when she walks in he says are you here to finish what your friends started uh-huh um and then his parents walk in like oh hello uh nikki who's your friend uh and then sheriff keller shows up and he says, um, I got a complaint about your son, so you guys need to come down to the station. And when they say that, they cut to the St. Clair's, and they both just have this, not again, look. <laughs> like, it's, it's great. Like, we, how many times do we have to do this? Uh, when they leave, Sheriff Keller looks at Betty and is like, should I ask what you're doing here? And Betty says that she... Just wanted to make sure that Nick got what was coming for him. She's totally lying. Oh, yeah. And he knows it. He knows that. And he just says, go home, Betty. And in that flash you see in his face, he has green eyes. Yep. They, with this particular episode, they are setting up that Sheriff Keller is the Black Hood. Yes. I would agree with that. <clears throat> they could... It could be totally be misdirection. <laughs> I couldn't not. It was so perfect. Thank you, Monsters University. But yeah, there's they're they're playing that angle yes. real hard here. Yes, they're definitely trying to let us know that. I haven't decided if it's 
real or if it's just to make us it add, yeah I really can't tell if it's just misdirection or not yeah um, either way I better not be Hal that's all I have to say but suddenly as she's leaving the building the black hood calls mm -hmm. which doesn't help with that whole timing issue of yeah. it being the sheriff exactly uh, Nick is Okay, you want to read it? You want to read it in your Black Hood voice? I didn't write the line, oh, so well, I can't. He just says that Nick isn't the one of the Riverdale sons, so that's why he didn't kill him. Um, he goes, "But what you gave me was even greater." I've seen your true self. What, when you said his name, it was a moment of nakedness. Um, he's like, Are "You, I, you let me see the real Betty, the judge, the jury, the executioner. Now our real work can begin." And then Betty gets a text from Archie. It says, "Hey, you up?" It's like Betty's getting pissed off at the Black Hood now. She is. Like, dude, come she on. She is. Then Leave why me alone. Why don't you turn off the lollipop thing? Maybe they can only afford it for one episode. <laughs> I don't know. She she put it, it on. Was, she put it on vibrate. It, it was, got too. It was so perfect. Yeah, but it got too annoying. It it was annoying. If they had to, if they had done this for like five more episodes, oh, we'd be throwing things at our. See, television. what they should have done was changed it to sugar, sugar. That would have been funny and totally in universe. Anyway. We cut to Penelope. Is She's with the Lodges. Um, and she's just telling him, I wish you'd stop uh, Cheryl from talking to Carol with Keller. I want this handled discreetly. We will not be pressing charges. Besides, nothing really happened to Cheryl. Penelope is, I'll see you next Tuesday. Totally. Well, we get some context for that. No. There's no excuse for this. Mm. There's just, at the end of the day, there's no excuse for a parent not believing their child. Well, she believes her child. She just doesn't care. Well, that's true, too. And doesn't want it to be public knowledge. Um, she also makes the wonderful comment of, who knows what she was doing to ask for it anyway. Yeah, that's basically what Mom's saying. Um, Penelope is also, she is... Uh, fully closed. She's got um, her neck covered, and she's wearing a glove on one hand. Black so she, glove. Yeah, glove, black glove. She's covering her scars. So yes. there were some comments from people like, oh, she healed from the fire so quickly. And it's like, no, she didn't. She's covering it all. Yeah. Well, her face looks pretty good for someone in a fire, but I kind of understand not wanting to go... <laughs> I mean, if you're going to disfigure her, you got to go all in. I don't know. Um, on the other side of the door, listening to this conversation is Cheryl... And Veronica. And the second um, Penelope says nothing happened to Cheryl, Cheryl goes right into coping mode. It's cool. You, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. She, you can, like, and this is a credit to the actress, Madeline Pench, that she, you can physically see the switch being flipped mentally. Like, you can see it all happening. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, okay. No, everything is fine. And Veronica is just like, um... I, he tried to do it to me. Um, I've seen. I know he's tried with other girls. And Cheryl's like, "Did you tell your parents?" Veronica's like, "No." It's like, "Oh, but you were happy to tell them about mine," which is fair. Yeah, because Veronica was all about telling her parents all the bad things that happened to somebody else, but she didn't tell them what happened to her. Cheryl gets to be pissed at everybody over this. Yes, yeah, she does. She does. She just gets to be mad at everybody um, and right then, now. And then Cheryl says, I won't be used as a puppet for your vengeance. You want justice? You go after him. Mm -hmm. Also, fair. But it's not like it's... 
it's not like she's it's going to be any easier for her to go do it than it is for Veronica. True, but it's not fair for Veronica to be mad at Cheryl for not pursuing this when Veronica herself went through it and did not pursue it. Yeah. It's that it, it's that thing. It's like I'm not responsible for um for your vengeance. She's just not. And that's true. Well, the flip side here is like it's not as though Cheryl has a choice in this matter. She kind of does. <laughs> Well, and we'll we'll get there. Uh, but first of all, we uh, go to Pops and Tony's talking. Uh, she says, thanks for letting me crash last night. So we know for sure she stayed over. And, uh, you know, I've got to keep my couch surfing until my uncle stops locking me out. And uh, Jacket says, my trailer is your trailer. And they kind of like eye at each other. And she goes, look, last night we had a PG-13 grope session. But you're not over Betty. I'm not into being a, ra- a rebound. And I'm more into girls anyways. And Jughead is just kind of like, it's kind of like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Nail in the coffin. Roger that. <laughs> it's like, okay, so not only... Did nothing actually happen between you two? You know, PG-13 groups. That's like, that's like second base. They were making out. It was second base. Okay. A little handsy action. It's <laughs> making out. She lost her pants at some point. (laughs) I know she slept over, but come on, she didn't have pants on. Um, I imagine he slept on the couch. She she slept in the bed. Probably. That's probably what happened. Jughead is a gentleman. Mm -hmm. He is. Uh, And so is Archie. Archie slept on the the blow-up bed in his room when Mm -hmm. when Veronica slept over. That is correct. Um, They did not have sex then. Not then. No. (laughs) Not then. But yeah, so that's that's a lot for him to, to cope with. And that's a lot of information for us. Uh, Tony, don't eat bisexual. She's more into girls, but she's clearly into guys a little bit too. So I would say she's bisexual. At least how she's being depicted at the show right now. It's also kind of a massive eye roll to throw that in as a character trait at this point in the conversation. It's weird because I don't feel like Jughead is actively trying to pursue her it's just kind of like so this happened what do we do with this i like i like that she said look i'm not into being a rebound but you kissed him so you started this but it could be that whole banging for roof concept i don't know (laughs) what banging for roof when you pick up a guy in a bar or somewhere so you have a place to stay instead of getting a hotel it's called banging for roof and they did not have sex, but... <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Mm, so Betty and Archie are walking to Pops. Uh, yes. Uh, and she's kind of... She's done with the Black Hood. I'm sick, the sick game with the psychological torture. I'm done with this Simon Says. What if he calls? <laughs> I won't answer. Then I just won't answer. Didn't he threaten Polly? Yeah, I talked to her, and the people at the farm are going to help hide her for a little while. Um, and then at um, Betty and Jughead are walking between like these two big trucks. They look kind of like they're like dump trucks, whatever. They walk through them, and then right, they get a look at Pops, and Archie just grabs Betty's arm, and she just sees every, she sees through the window Jughead and Tony. And she's she's got that devastated, remorseful face on. Poor Betty. Mm-hmm. Kind of. 
She's kind of a bitch. <laughs> She's had to make some very, very difficult decisions. Yes. And then both Archie and Betty get text messages. Everybody gets a phone, phone call. call. They all get a phone call. Then we cut to the Cooper house. And Alice has gathered the Riverdale's best and brightest group of liars, dope fiends, and fornicators. Except for my Betty. She was smart enough to leave. <laughs> Mom, don't, don't do this. Yep. And Veronica says, yep, it's going to be St. Betty and Succubus for Veronica. Veronica's being... Uh, and Archie's, Archie tries to be like, lay off her. Things aren't going very well. Her, her and Jughead broke up. To which Kevin says, Bug, hashtag Bughead is no more. Uh-huh. In this episode, Kevin Keller is Reddit and the internet. He's the internet. He just is. He is the internet. It's kind of true. He is, and I love it. I love that there's typically somebody in each episode who's somewhat commenting on the things that people are saying on the internet. It's usually Kevin. It's usually it's Kevin. All. Well, in, in his good episode, a couple episodes, I can't remember which, was it two? Yeah, it was two. Whatever. Where he was cruising, he was not commenting on it. No, because it was his story. Exactly, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, la, la, la. We talk about Reginald. Uh, okay, so Mayor McCoy... Um, is talking to all of these kids about what's happened and where did the drugs come from. Hiram brings that up, of yeah, trying to figure out where the drugs came you know, from. No, we need to know, and, every, and like who brought it to the party, and everyone's kind of like, and Reggie says, "I did." Reginald, and you do not say anything until we get an attorney. attorney. And and then they're talking like, okay. Hiram's just like, hold on, we just need to know where he got them from. So Reggie starts telling him, and his mom goes, you have a dealer? <laughs> okay, one, I love that Reggie has a mom. Reggie's mom is awesome. She's pretty great. But so many of these kids, we only see one of their parents. Come on, casting people, get a few more. We just need a few more bodies in the room. Well, we, we don't, we've never seen Kevin's mom. So we've, we've just now met Reggie's mom. Okay, Kevin, is... Kevin's mom, something happened there. I don't know. Well, if Sheriff Keller is a murderer... Who the hell knows? Kevin said in the episode, he told my mom. Uh, his mom's alive. We just don't know if she's here or not. She's not We there. don't know if they're divorced. She could be there and we just don't see her yet. Anyway. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Some parents are missing. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sheriff Keller, I think Kevin Keller's mom is the only one missing. We have accounted for the other parents. Is she locked in a basement somewhere? <laughs> I, again... Sheriff Keller might be a serial killer. <laughs> Who she, the hell is she knows? In a well? <laughs> is she non-existent? She exists. Is this a psycho situation? Okay, so Veronica tries to steer the conversation to Nick's the bad guy. He's the one who asked for it and pushed for it. We sh- and then he's the one who did the bad thing. Um, you know, me and Josie saw him do that, to Cheryl. And Sheriff Keller's like, um, yeah, but the jingle jingle stays in your system for three days. So you all have a credibility problem. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Is that true? What? Would ecstasy stay in your system for three days and make you an incredible witness? I don't know if it stays in your system for three days. I figure like most of those pass in like 24 hours. Mm, I don't know. Although then again, if like cocaine can last for a month or something like that. But I think it could also still show up on a hair follicle test, so... Whatever. He seems all too eager to bring that point up. Eh. Uh, and Mayor McCoy's like, Josie, you put that poison in your body after you know about your father's uh, struggles with addiction. And Josie, like, shamefully, like, just nods her head. I feel a little bad for her. Josie's like, woof. 
Yeah. You feel bad for her. It's rough. And that causes Mayor McCoy to just stand up like ridding Southside and getting it under control is my number one priority, which basically means let's arrest everyone. Josephine. <laughs> Josephine, let's go. So in this room, we have a Josephine, a Reginald, an Archibald, and an Elizabeth. Uh-huh. It's just a lot. <laughs> and a Kevin. <laughs> and a Kevin. <laughs> well, he is the more modern character. Josie... Josie walks away very, very contrite and mm-hmm. almost devastated. <laughs> she she knows she did wrong and she disappointed her mom. And if she, you know, she doesn't want to disappoint her parents. It's also she went in an area that's probably a no go because of yeah. what's happened with her dad. Yeah, and that's that's fair. That's probably more hurtful for her. Uh, we cut to the South Side High and Mr. Phillips is talking to Jughead. And Mr. Phillips is, is reading the article that Jughead has written of, for the Red and Black. Or is it? Yeah, yep. Red and Black. Uh, you know, decay is real. It's not reversible. Um, and Mr. Phillips. It's goes, not irreversible. Irreversible. And Mr. Phillips says, How did you have time to put out an, an edition of the Red and Black? while you were joining the serpents. You were pledging the serpents. And Jughead's like, uh, uh, I'm not blind. We had a deal. I said, you know. They're a community of drug dealers. Uh, That's the ghoulies. ghoulies. That's my next story. Not not the serpents. That's going to be my my next story. Yeah. And then Jughead gets a text. And he wanders out in the hall. And somehow Archie is in the school. We talked about this. This would never I don't happen. understand high school schedules for these kids. Archie is trying to warn Jughead, and he's like, come on, we gotta go. And Jughead, well, initially, Jughead's not listening to anything. He's like, what, did you come to rub salt in my wound? And, you know, Archie's like, we gotta go now? Well, Mayor McCoy is coming here to raid the school. Yeah. And Jughead is trying to be like, no, let me... He's trying to get to the other serpents, but nope. Keller McCoy and some dogs start raiding the lockers and throwing some kids up against lockers. I have so many problems with this. Mm-hmm. Jughead tries to get to Tony, but she gets grabbed, and so he's watching this all through the window. Riverdale. Okay. Yeah. The mayor wouldn't be there. No. A mayor's not going to be there for a police raid. Number two. Not inside. I could see her standing outside. Maybe. With other police cars or whatever. The reporter. Because that's what politicians do. Yeah. Second, these are minors. You would not be shoving them up against lockers and perp walking them through a school. Yes. You would be talking to their parents and getting them at their houses. But they're all delinquents and horrible people, and they probably don't have parents. Blah blah blah. All that stereotypical crap. They're also sixteen. Yeah. They don't even. In underprivileged neighborhoods, they don't do this to like sick. Well, mm, I, that's not true. Have you watched the news? It doesn't. Here's here's it what it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And here's what throws me: this doesn't really happen in like a small town. No. If you're talking about a giant metro area, mm-hmm. yeah, Probably, I totally yeah. buy this. But this is supposed to be a tiny town in Podunk, nowhere. Not with a bad side. A bad side of the tracks. Yeah, guys. It's <laughs> bad. That's how Dilton should sound. Kinda. I don't know. I like the Dilton the <laughs> arms dealer. I think it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Dilton. They took they made kind of a dinky character and turned him a little badass. 
Well, yeah. And he's the DJ, so. Of course. <sighs> what do uh, you mean Nick did it to you? Uh, she, yeah. Veronica is walking down the hall telling Kev what happened. And Kev says, I hope chokes on a silver spoon. <laughs> Uh, and Veronica's like, are you kidding me? I couldn't tell my parents. Have you seen The Godfather? Uh, Kev says, you know what? They'd put a horse head in his bed. And Veronica says, no, worse. They'd put Nick's head in his parents' bed. Uh-huh. Gross. Um, they run into Betty, whose ponytail is much lower. Yes. She's contrite. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's, trying, she's trying to... Repair the damage. She's, she's trying to get back to herself. Yep. Uh, and Kevin says, uh, uh, Benedict Betty. He's like, don't even bother Benedict Betty. It's not worth it. (sighs) Betty gets a call and she ducks into a classroom and, you know, she told Archie she wasn't going to take a phone call. She lied. She lied to Archie. Whatever. Because it is the Black Hood. And the Black Hood's like, okay, we need to go after somebody. I I spared Nick's life. So now you owe me something. Uh, we need to go after the drug maker, the sugar man. Um, and and Betty goes, but this, I thought that was Clifford Blossom. He's like, no, Clifford Block- Blossom was the sugar man's supplier, former supplier. Um, some, uh, he's like, if you don't help me, someone will be purified. Don't test me. Sheriff Keller can just hunt for low-level dealers, but you know we're trying to find someone who hides behind a name. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Archie and Jughead at Pops. And, and Jughead's freaking out. And Archie's trying to calm down. He's like, look, it's going to be okay. Uh, we should go, you know, just a lot of rambling and back and forth. But Jughead explains to Archie that it's the ghoulies who deal drugs, not the serpents. Archie suggests, let's go to Mayor McCoy. And Jughead's like, Mayor McCoy, who just arrested all my friends for no reason. And Archie, when he hears that, he just kind of like, Shrugs and like, you called them all your friends. No, it is a little. He does. He makes that face of like, Aww. well, you did screw him over in about the worst way possible, Arch. <sighs> okay. This whole episode. I, I... This whole episode is about Archie trying to make good with Jughead and just driving Jughead further deep. Archie's dumb. We know this. Yeah. He should not plan things ever. Which we'll find out later mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, and then Jughead Jughead gets a abruptly. text from Tall. He's like, it's Tall Boy. He wants to parlay. Oh, God. Really? Oh. Really? You're going to use the word parlay? Oh, wait. I told you it's turning. He's turning into Jack's head. No. Jack's head Jones. Shut up. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm, I'm gonna throw up from yuck. You say that, but it's coming true. No. <laughs> you refuse to admit it. I refuse it. to admit it. No. Uh, <laughs> Betty goes and visits Cheryl, who is sunbathing on in front of Thistlewood. Which is very gothic weird. It That's the exact way to describe the blossom. But also hilarious. <laughs> yes, it is very comical. Uh, Betty asks, Cheryl, how are you doing? I'm compartmentalizing. <laughs> accurate. I like that Cheryl is choosing to remain positive, but not hiding the fact that she was just traumatized. That this is an act. There's, she's not, it's not like she's trying to actually bury it. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what's going on. So she's yeah. not trying to pretend. She's just like, I'm choosing to not think about this right now. Yeah. Uh, 
Cheryl's like, what are you doing here? And Betty says, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just wanted to see how you were. I see right through you, invisible woman. <laughs> and Betty goes, I'm writing an article about Jingle Jingle <laughs> and the town. Have you ever heard of the Sugar Man? And she'll just kind of pops up and is like, of course, it was a tale. Um, my mother used to tell us um, that the Sugar Man would come and steal us from our beds, never to be seen again. And Betty's like, do you think that person could have worked with your dad in the drug business? Oh, Betty, is there no memory, however traumatic, you won't defile? Now fly away, little bird. <laughs> I love Cheryl. <laughs> to which Betty's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, pretty, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Cheryl, the voice of reason? Uh, Question mark? Sure. Archie and Fred are sitting down for dinner and they've got some Chinese food. And Archie's complaining about community service, Dad. Why couldn't you have just grounded me? Can you just ground me? And Fred says, hey, I think that's good. You know, you you put trash trash in your body, you're going to pick up trash at Pickens Park, which is a great Fred line. And the next line's an even better Fred line. It's like... Hey, I know he wasn't invited to your Lollapalooza, but how's Jughead doing? It's <laughs> great. Such a 90s reverence. Thank you, Dylan McKay. <laughs> uh, and Archie just like, I don't know. I'm trying to help him. Um, but it just seems to make things work. You know, it seems to get worse. And, and Fred goes, it's kind of like, like when I was trying to help FP. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of parallel there. It's something about those two. I hope mm-hmm. the battle isn't a losing one. As we see Jughead walking into some weird downstairs paneled basement. Where the hell are we? The house of the dead. We are apparently at the ghoulies uh, place. Which is we... somebody's mom's fucking basement. Probably. Okay? Like, when you're looking at it, nothing about this seems remotely threatening. It's very macabre. Sort of. That's how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a murder house with a ripped up American flag on the wall and stuff. But it it looks like literally one of those kids' mom's basements. Yeah, they just put a bunch of goth crap in it. (laughs) Uh, And so we meet Malachi, who is the leader of the Ghoulies. And they're talking about a partnership with Tallboy. And Jughead is not having it. And he's yelling at Tallboy. You got pulled with the younger members. Mm-hmm. And Malachi has the stupidest lines ever trying to ape True Detective. Chaos is how we thrive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tallboy says, the North Side, de- North Side declared war today. Um, and Jughead's like, but you were supposed to be my dad's right-hand man. And he goes, yeah, I am, which makes me the de facto leader. And Malachi's just sitting there being like change with them or suffer no evolve or die die. and tall boy said you gotta you gotta change with the serpents or suffer the consequences oh my gosh it's just sons of anarchy all over again yeah i yeah i'm done with the serpents forever yeah but you're not because we're watching riverdale no i know but i you could write them out of the story now completely and i'd be fine but what about fp and tony FP's got other things he Jughead got that tattoo. That's not coming out. <laughs> really, which I think that tattoo has switched arms now. I need to go back and check, but I think it ah. changed arms. Well, that, that Unless happens. it's like a custom to get it on both arms. You know, it happens. Whatever. No, it's not allowed to anymore. Not with the internet. Oh my gosh. Anyway, the ghoulie dude, Malachi is stupid. 
He's creepy. This is one of the stupidest characters I've ever seen. He's, he's not too, creepy. He's he's a cartoon character is what he is. Which is dumb. This show doesn't have cartoon characters. No. The Black Hood's kind of a cartoon character, let's be he's honest. He's a cartoon villain. Yeah. That's okay. Um, we see Cheryl going through a box, and she finds a creepy childhood drawing of her and her brother. Damn it, their set, the design, is the, their set design is the shit for them. It's so good. Uh, it's the one with the most thought. I know. I, I, I could, like it. Well, you could say that about Pops, but that's really just more to be like, 50s iconic style. Yeah, no, no, no. They just... Mm-hmm. And to be fair, it's not like they have to do that much set design for the other houses mm-hmm. but no. it's just so good good job designers uh betty goes to pops and finds sheriff keller uh he says he's off duty and she has questions and he says uh you one question better make it good uh betty says have you ever heard of the sugar man and keller's like of course the maple man the, what else did he say Oh, I don't know. It, it just brings up its Clifford Blossom. Yeah, he's like, uh, there was only one Sugar Man, and that was Clifford Blossom, and he's dead. Betty asks about the Jingle Jangle, and Sheriff Keller reveals that Jingle Jangle didn't hit the streets until after Clifford died. Mm-hmm. So there's more to that whole Clifford dying piece that I really hope we get more answers to. Yeah. Like, what happened in the barn, Mommy? So Sheriff Keller says goodnight, and we see that Sheriff Keller has a tattoo. Oh, I missed this. He completely. has his sleeves rolled up to just um, below his elbows, and there's a tattoo spe- peeking out. My first thought was, oh, he used to be a serpent, but that's too easy. I think he used to be a ghoulie. Yeah, I could go there. I think he used to be a ghoulie. I think that would also explain why he's so inept. <laughs> But we have a reckoning to get to right now. Yes, this whole time Veronica has been reading a book in a booth, and she's been eyeing Betty. Well, when Betty's done with Sheriff Keller, she turns around and she looks at Veronica. Veronica looks at her and says, You're drafting your next savage takedown. And Betty comes up, and she kind of starts explaining and you know that she feels really bad. She'll never forgive herself for I what didn't she did. Mean you, I didn't mean what I said, and you will never believe me. There's, There's no, no sane, sane excuse. excuse. And Veronica says, you're right. So what's the insane excuse? Cut. This is where the cut was perfect. There's a cut. um, And then we're right to Betty slurping on a milkshake, kind of looking nonchalant (laughs) away. And making the slurping noise. And you're just like, okay, thank you for not making us go through that whole thing and listen to you explain again what happened. Because that would be obnoxious. This is funny. And Veronica, so to recap... You're talking to a serial killer on the reg, and he's puppet mastering you? <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, yeah, I gave him Nick's name. Um, and Veronica says, yeah, I would have happily given him Nick's name and then gone for a facial. I still might. <laughs> but that's beside the point. <laughs> I, I, I do like those little moments of Veronica where they allow her to be her self-absorbed person. It's Betty. And, it's just Betty and Veronica back yeah, together again. Yeah. Um, and so uh, Betty's just like, you know, I I have to find the sugar man. Will you help me? Of course. It's going to be another another escapade of B&B. B&B are back, y'all. Yeah. Jughead's freaking out even more now. He's ranting at Archie. 
And Archie's like getting concerned. He's like, yeah, it's going to be okay. And Jughead's like, no, this alliance is bad. My dad would never let this happen. Blah, 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 blah. So I... Do you got any better ideas? And and Archie's like, yeah, Jug, the one you just said. Cut to? to? FP in jail. Let's start from the beginning, boys. Hell yeah. Cut. That was the next one where I was like, yeah, this is good. I like it when they do this. That's motherfucking FP time. He is so hot. <laughs> I may have to bump somebody from the list. I know, right? He aged quite well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I love salt and pepper. I really do. And I think oh, it's very attractive. He he used to be gross and slimy. He he grew. It into was this. that haircut. It was the haircut more than anything. And scream. He's, he's got some scruff on him, which I love facial hair, and then he's got some salt and pepper, and I love it. And the slick back hair. Yeah. He's a bad boy. A very bad boy. Me alone. <laughs> I like what I like. <laughs> so Jughead starts. Yeah, I joined the serpents. You can reprimand me later. What do we do? Uh, they start, they're complaining about the ghoulies, and... FP slams the phone on the wall, probably because he knows he doesn't have very long to talk to them. No, that's not it. Because he, he's mad. Yeah. He has to do something, and he goes, man, those ghoulies, they dress like fops. They are... What? They are no joke. They're no joke. Okay, fops, I looked it up earlier. Fops um, is like another word for dandies. They're people who care a lot about how they look and are a little outlandish. Which, when you look at the ghoulies... They are. They have studs all over them. Yeah. You gotta avoid bloodshed at all costs. You don't have enough manpower, so that means this is about territory. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about the ghoulies is they love their souped-up cars and retro hearses. Catch my Riverdale drift. And both oh, of them have blank looks oh, on like, their faces. What, Dad? <laughs> and and FP's like, do I really? He has to look back at the guard to make sure he, he's not going to get in trouble. And then he mm. puts his hand over the receiver and is like, challenge them to a street race. It's illegal, so don't get caught. Because <laughs> they'll lock you up. <laughs> uh, but And then make it, about, make it about the territory. Whoever wins gets control of Southside High. Yep. And, you know, so... Okay, they're like, great, we got a plan! I just love that we have that one moment of like, you get my, dri- my Riverdale drift? Huh? No? No. Come on, you dumb idiots. <laughs> Jughead is sometimes too smart. And Archie's dumb. Jughead's also slightly on the innocent side. He... He's well, a, he, he's a he's, dark... He is not, like, honestly, he has not grown up with the serpents. He's grown up with a dad who is a serpent. He's dark and twisty, but he doesn't understand the, the mm-hmm. you know, scuzzy side. Yeah. So... Cut to Penelope cracking an egg, and Cheryl comes in and shows her the drawing. Penelope of the Sugar Man. Of the Sugar Man, yeah. So the creepy drawing that they made as children, and Penelope denies telling them any such stories. Um, and Penelope yells, "You know your father's records were seized or burned in the fire that you started." Because Cheryl pressed to be like, "Did the Sugar Man work with Daddy and not the Maple business?" And Cheryl's just like, I'm going to murder you, woman. I didn't kill you before. I'll do it now. (laughs) Community service time. This is one of the first times where I feel like most of the kids are dressed like normal teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) So we just had to give them a pseudo jail sentence. Yeah, basically. And then they all showed up in normal Veronica's still Veronica. But, like, Josie's wearing, like, 
normal pants. Yep. And shoes. Well, maybe it helps that they've got big blue vests on over them. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and <laughs> Kevin's picking up trash and goes, you, even I wouldn't cruise here. <laughs> so great. They, shouldn't, they should call this Needle Park. Needle Park. Even I wouldn't cruise here. Reggie is flirting with Josie. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. I love, I really, I ship that. I ship that for sure. <laughs> said, that's the first time I said for sure in a while. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> what does she say to him about his arm? Oh, your biceps. I think I think your your pecs can can handle it. And he goes, "You trying to get me to flex?" Flex. <laughs> so cute. I really like this Reggie. I, we didn't get a lot of the other guy. That was Ross Butler. Um, so it's kind of hard to compare. But the Reggie we're getting now is great. Yep. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, Veronica goes over to Reggie and she wants his jingle jingle connection. Yep. We cut to Archie telling Betty to, hey, you really need to talk to Jug. Betty's like, I will soon. I need to take care of some things. She's talking like she's constipated. Uh, okay. I do not like Betty this episode I'm at all. I'm fine with it. I, I feel like she's... She has a plan and she's got to deal with this Black Hood thing. I, I don't like the way she's playing it. She's talking like she's constipated and I don't like it. She's emotionally constipated. That's what's happening. Well, yeah, she's burying about 8,000 different feelings. Okay. Well, Reggie gives Veronica the contact, and then we cut to what the fuck is Veronica wearing in broad daylight to buy drugs? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I told my the thing I hated the most of season one was her costumes, and you know what? Hasn't changed. Still on the list. <laughs> you have not approved. Purple, purple sparkle heels. Velvet. <laughs> Velvet. Hose. Hose. Hot pants. What appears to be like some sort of bustier, and then a jacket over it in broad fucking daylight to buy drugs from Vern, who looks like he's going to a gay leather bar. <laughs> like that. That's how blinged out. He, this gang member looked. That's how blinged out most of the ghoulies look. Exactly. Well, that's where that, that fops comment made sense. Very Scorpio rising. So Veronica is just acting <laughs> Veronica nonchalant. And she's getting it. She goes, look, I know you're over- overcharging me, but I'm desperate. My compliments to the sugar man. And that freaks out Vern, our the, ghoulie. Well, and she goes, oh, did I get that right? It's the sugar man who does this, right? He runs. He, he runs away. Veronica phones and Bef- but before she does that she goes you gonna give me my change ass hat yes that's the first time I've ever heard ass hat on a TV show I love I it, love it. Uh, I do too uh, we need more of ass hat it ass is hat. one of my favorite curse words it's, I, I enjoy the word ass hat especially because it's just so nonsensical it does it is it just expresses rage so Veronica calls and she's calling Betty and she has been waiting behind the dumpster that Vern ran by. And she goes, I've got my eyes on him. <laughs> follow him. Betty and Veronica break into a drug lair. <laughs> no. No, that's not, that's not what happens. So Archie and Jughead, and Archie's wearing its fucking jacket. You look like a dork. <laughs> they are in the Jingle Jingle lab. We see it actually getting, like, the straws getting glued shut. Which is kind of weird. 
Uh, so dumb. Jughead, me and my bullies want to challenge you to a race. Oh my god, this scene's so bad. It is so bad. Archie's wearing that jacket, and Malachi says, The mighty prince has some stones, but that's all you got, unless there's territory on the table. Like, oh. we're doing this. And so they talk back and forth, um, and then uh, the burn busting is like they caught the girls and it's like, oh, these girls were trying to follow, trying to follow me and get into the garage. <laughs> and we have a wonderful double take moment. Betty, Veronica, Veronica? Archie, Jughead, Man? what are you doing here? <laughs> and they're all saying this all at once. It's very, it's very much a Scooby-Doo moment. And Malachi says, what are these skanks yours? I beg your misogynistic pardon. These are your bitches. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Jughead just gets back to the negotiation. Is like, fine. Um, if you win, you can have Southside the and the White Worm. And Malachi goes, yeah. And Sunnyside Trailer Park. Which kind of makes Jughead gulp and go, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that you know, it's Jughead's home. Well. <laughs> Cheryl is at Pops. She's eating a burger with a knife and a fork like the spoiled rich bitch she is. And then this guy shows up. Uh, then Nick comes in and he sees Cheryl and he goes, Sharon! <laughs> Such a dick move. And she goes, Cheryl! Uh, 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 there's there's some back and forth. She goes, you tried to rape me. And he's like, that's not what happened at all. Uh, and he, ba- he just spends a bunch of lies in her. Ba- basically explaining how he's reasoning. He's like, you were basically begging for it and you were half naked. You're a less than zero monster. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that movie. Neither have I. Uh, I think I'll press charges. And Nick says there's a reason why they call it hush money. Oh, you don't know about the arrangement with your cobra-like mother. mother. Mm -hmm. And as he leaves, he gives money to Pops and says, uh, for the lady as well. And leaves. Ugh! Okay. So I'm rewatching The Good Wife. And he plays Zach Florick on that. And he's great. He's great. And so now I'm like... Zach Florick, what happened to you? Zach Florick turned into a rapist asshole. No. Aw, I don't like it. But he's doing a great job. Well, let's 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 flip that around. Yeah. This is outstanding acting by him. Yes, because like he's really fucking good, but it's just wow, you are a monster. You're a horrible person. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Uh, Ugh, now we get Betty the mechanic. <laughs> okay, so some people were asking about this in the Reddit, and it is canon for Betty to be a mechanic. Um, well, she mentioned it in the first season. She, Yeah, she mentions it in the first season that, oh, I fix up cars with my dad because yeah. she broke into Grundy's car. Yeah. Um, but just a lot of people didn't, didn't think this was accurate. It is. I don't remember as much in the old comment, com, comic, sorry. I don't remember as much in the old comic, but in the newer one, that I'm um, the graphic novel version, she is de- she's full on a little mechanic. Awesome. Or a mechanic, not a little mechanic. <laughs> and has some nice little lines here while she's um, awkwardly not talking to Jughead. She's like, thank God for Reggie's inferiority complex. You know, this car, it's nice to look at on the outside, but there's not much going on on the inside, <laughs> which just furthers my theory that Reggie is a virgin. Oh, yeah. It just, it helps. Makes <laughs> Betty, me so happy. It's also just nice to hear, like, Betty being like, oh, Betty's kind of becoming normal Betty again. Um, she sounds horrible. This scene is awful. This is some of the worst dialogue I've ever heard for Jughead and Betty. Because it, it says nothing. She is talking to air. The way it's being played... It's horrible. Wow, I kind of liked the scene. The only moment I like was Jughead's like, why don't you just say it, Betty? 
And he's and she makes the comment, "You said you weren't gonna join them, Jug." Like she's honestly acting like nothing happened. Like she didn't do anything wrong. That's how she's acting. No, she's she... acting. She's acting pathetic. But see, that's not how I see it. She's. <laughs> it's not that she's acting like nothing went wrong. She's. <laughs> She's doing the pretend thing, and there's there's a couple of moments there where Jughead's looking at her as she says, I'm really sorry. I, I am promising you I did this to protect you. Where you see in his face, it's like, you have been lying to me this whole time, mm-hmm. and I'm not happy about it, but I get that you're hiding something, and there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I think there's more going on here than you think there is. No, there's really not. Okay, well, I, I I bought it. I saw it there. I thought it was horrible. I thought it was perfectly fine and acceptable. I think the whole way they've handled Betty and Jughead this episode is... I, I could, Honestly, it's an insult to all the fans who actually like Betty and Jughead. Okay, together. I disagree completely. Okay, well, we've covered all of the internet now. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> uh... I, I do like the line that Jughead gives, like, you did the one thing that could hurt me. And she knows it. She knows that, and that's good. Uh, we cut to Cheryl. She has been, she dug around her mom's room, and she found the check from the St. Clairs. Uh, you defended Daddy even after he murdered your son. She yells at her mom. She's like, you won't even stand up against, for me against my would-be rapist. Um, and so there will be no check until you tell me the truth about the sugar man. Your father was an awful human being, and thank God he's dead. But I'm here. And I'm begging you for once in your life to be honest with me. Care about me more. And then she kind of does that. uh, Cheryl does that kind of like, let's, you know, suck it up and, you know, know, (laughs) realign myself. And she goes, it's simple. The St. Clair's bought your silence, but you're not getting paid until I hear the truth. And she takes the check and goes. Yep. Ugh, Madeline Pench is doing an amazing job. She is. She's, she's great. The ebb and flow. Everybody everybody has like a little, a few episodes to shine and then other stuff goes down. I think part of the problem is, and and you're right, that the Betty, the Betty stuff isn't being handled well, but I don't think, I, we know that's not the actress. I think it's the writing. And I think I, I think it's the writing, and then I think it's the direction. Well, and so what I would... I, I know the actress is perfectly fine. I'm not saying that her is an actress. I'm saying what is happening in this episode is not good. Which, where I where I then think is they are trying to give certain characters shine, and when they do that, they're missing the stuff they've got to get for the others. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the issue here. Which it's hard. It's hard to balance all that. They got a bunch of balls they're trying to juggle in the air at the same time. So yeah, that's another issue we'll talk about. Chess time. Nope. No, no. Archie and Veronica. Are in Archie bed. and Veronica are in bed, and Veronica's saying, "What can I do to keep you here instead of going to that awful, dangerous race?" Okay, it's kind it, of adorable. Though. It's. It's. I'm fine with the scene. They're cute. It's sweet. It's whatever. Um, dangerous, dumb, possibly deadly street race. Archie, I have a plan. She goes, a plan? She goes, yeah, kind of like the one you had to follow the ghoulies. Which is kind of, she's like, touche. <laughs> yeah, those two are not allowed to make plans. They're bad at them. Um, and then Veronica gets a call, and it's Cheryl. And she, slow, slow they, down. What? They what? Yeah. <laughs> Cut to the Lodge household. Veronica, oh, uh, her, blah, Hermione 
and Hiram are playing chess, which that's every time we are at the Pembroke, that is what they are doing this episode. They're just playing chess. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, it's just, come on. <laughs> Symbolism. Symbolism. <laughs> uh, uh, Veronica explains, I can't believe you're still taking, you're taking money from them. Nick tried to do that to me. Hiram's entire face changes in that instant. He, what? Yeah. This yeah. is where, when I heard that Mark Consuelos was playing this, I was like, yep, that's going to be good. I was, I was waiting for this moment. Yeah. He he stands up and he starts going, Veronica, I promise. And then Her, Hermione stands up and just takes it for him and says, under no circumstances will we take a penny from the St. Clair's. And it was like, oh. She shut him down to be like, uh-uh. No, no, she wasn't shutting him down. She was joining him. Well, she was joining him, but she's also stepping in front of him because he's about to go kill someone if she doesn't step in. Well, yes, that is true. But I I really saw it as she is equally... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not committed... No, this was this was her stopping him from going full monster mode. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No. If you saw what was on his face, yes, it was. No, it wasn't. Okay, well, I'm a quasi-TV genius. Oh, please. So, I think I'm getting this one right. Whatever. Whatever. And now we get a terrible street race. Kevin Keller. This is not the kind of drag race I pictured myself at, but at least the guys are hot. <laughs> I love you, Kevin Keller. And that's the best part of this scene. Betty goes up to Jughead. I never stopped loving you. I'm not sure I can. Just remember, don't ride the clutch or slip it into a different gear. <laughs> and Jughead looks at her and goes, you're an enigma, Cooper. Walks away. That was cute. Yes. Like, that was very, like, okay, I, I want you to know I love you. But hey, this is the other thing that's going on that is very important. And him just going, I, I don't understand you. I'm walking away. Uh, we get ready. We get the cars lined up, and it's time to you know wave you know wave the flag and get them to go. Tony's walking up to and go we, do and it. She goes, I usually do this. And Cheryl's um, other. Not today, Cha Cha. I was born for this moment. That, ah. is a, that is a Greece reference. If you don't know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Cha Cha, Gregorio. Yeah. Grace Lightning. I've seen it maybe once. So sad for you. <laughs> that movie's horrible. It's really not. You need to see Grace 2. I've seen Grease 2. <gasps> That's the best one. <laughs> oh, Grease 2 is horrible, but in the best way possible. Well, yeah. No, it's a terrible movie. Okay. So we start the drag race. And, and it's dumb. Going back and forth. Go back and forth. Real dumb. And the ghoulies try to slam into Jughead's and Jughead's car. smiling, and it's like, maybe you like this too much. Yeah. Because Archie's freaking out. He's Archie. He, that's all he knows how to do. Jughead likes this driving, and he he's he's going to get a little power drunk. That's my prediction. He's going to start getting power drunk. But they start hitting the car. Well, the second they start hitting the car, he's like, oh, shit, no. Oh, fuck. No, 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 I don't want to do that. So they're getting close to the bridge. We're getting close to the bridge. And Archie's like, you better, you got to pull off. we got to abort. we got to abort. We could crash on this bridge. The bridge is too narrow for both cars. And Jughead's like, I will be damned. It's not an option. I'll, I will die before this. And Archie goes, that is not an option for me. And he pulls the emergency brake. Uh-huh. The car stops and spins out. The ghoulies go right ahead and right into Sheriff Keller, who is waiting on the other side of the bridge, to arrest them. Because Jughead is 
gonna lose it on Archie, and he is running across and then sees the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And then they come back, and uh, the cops are gathering up. Uh, we get to the group that is waiting for them to return. The cops are coming up and rounding up ghoulies! We gotta go! We gotta go! <laughs> Tallboy is yelling at Jughead, you called the cops! And Where's the honor in that? And, and then Archie, Archie's like, I called Keller. And he goes, you know, he puts them in jail, and then they were not here. They're off the board. And Chuck is like, for how long? What do you think they'll want when they get out? Your head on a stake. And Archie's like, oh, man. <laughs> well, I love that he runs around. Betty's getting in the car with Jughead, and Betty kind of looks at Archie and is like, I don't know. <laughs> Archie's just like, I'm a dumb boy. <laughs> uh, we cut back to Thistlewood. And Penelope is standing by the fire. Or she's sitting. And Cheryl goes, be careful. You don't want to get burned again. And Penelope tells Cheryl what's going on. The Sugar Man was a story that I created to turn an all-too-real monster into a child's boogeyman. Cheryl says, well, it worked for a while. And Penelope explains that there were many different Sugar Mans over the year. So it's a Dread Pirate Robert situation. Yeah, they were all taking over for the last one. And when Clifford wanted Jason to meet the current Sugar uh, Man, um, I protested. I did not want this to happen. But then so began the terrible terrible series of events that led to Jason's death. And Cheryl gives her mom's check back. And Penelope crumples it up and throws it in the fire. And Cheryl says, thank you for that, Mommy. I have one more question. Who is the sugar man now? Penelope also gives the line right before, you said I never protected you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot that one. And that's that's key in just in terms of this is Penelope finally going, I did. Penelope has and... the same compartmentalization that Cheryl does. Yes. Um, it's And so she's compartmentalized to a degree where she doesn't know she doesn't know where to lead from. She doesn't know which part of herself she's supposed to follow. Yeah. Um that it's I think it's all been shattered with the loss of her son and then her loss of her husband. So she's lost her whole community, she's lost her home, she's lost everything and she's kind of like, "Oh yeah, I have this kid here. I'm supposed to take care of her." Where's Nana Rose? Is she dead? I want I need know. No idea. No, she'll have to be alive when the twins get born. But the other, uh, the other thing is like you know, with the whole you said I, you okay. said I never protected you, and she tried to protect Jason. She did, and it completely destroyed him. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of mirror, mirroring of the Blossom family and what eventually happens to the Lodges. Maybe. Uh, particularly with you know Penelope is so fragmented because she's gone through a lot. Yes, and she, um, and I feel like that's almost a lot of foreshadowing of what's going to happen to Hermione. Perhaps. Like I almost feel like I there's I feel like there's a mirror there. Yeah, something like that. I'm not exactly sure how, but that's that's the vibe I'm getting. As, as Fred told us, everything that happens in that house poisons somebody else. Yeah. Uh, Betty gets a call, and she's with Veronica at Pops, and Veronica's like, is that Oh my him? god, is that the Black Hood? She looks at it, and she's oh, it's Cheryl. She gets the call, okay, okay. She gets off, because I have the sugar man's name, but what, what do I do? And Veronica goes, wow, cherry bombshell for, for the, the win. win. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, we cut to the next day, it's... We assume it's morning time, Betty's getting ready, Betty's got her ponytail back up where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. 
And she gets a phone call. And she picks it up. And it's, we assume it's, you know, it's a blackhead. And she goes, I assume my time is up. And he says, it is. And she goes, well. Tell me his name. I could. But you're just going to have to read the expose I published in the Blue and Gold. She's going full Alice Cooper. Oh, no, she's going full Dark Betty. Mm, the, well, she's it's not full Dark Betty, but Dark Betty is starting. They're they're starting to merge. Well, but see, here's the thing: she's doing Alice mannerisms. Oh yes, I I don't know that we're into Dark Betty territory. She's put. She's doing that her. Brings mom. me to oh, never mind. I got to talk about that throwaway line from earlier. Well, we'll get there. Um, uh, Black Hood says you're playing a risky game, and Betty says, "Yeah, but it's my game now." Because she she talks. He he says, "I told you what would happen if you if you didn't give me." She's like, "He needed to be brought to justice, justice not, not be execution." Yep. Yeah, but it's um, my game, a game that ends with me catching you. I found out about I Jason's killer. Jason's killer. I found out who the sugar man was. You're next, Black Hood, and I'm breathing down your neck. Can, Can you, you feel, feel it? it? Can you feel me? And he hangs Click. up. Beep. I was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, Betty." So then we cut to Jughead and Tony are walking down the hall, and Tony's kind of laying it out. You know, some of the guys are, admire you because they feel like you stood up to the ghoulies. Some of them think that you called Sheriff Keller, and it's like, some of them don't. And Jughead goes, yeah, but Archie did that. And like, yeah, they don't all know that. <laughs> so, like, she's kind of laying it out to him, like, you're kind of in a touchy place, dude. Yeah. And... The two cops walk in. And he goes, oh, oh no, is no, this no, another more, raid? More rage. She goes, oh, you didn't hear? Because Tony knows. That's what it was. And They caught the sugar man. Sugar man is Mr. Phillips. I mean, yeah. Here's my problem. This should have gone on for one more episode. Probably. Sugar man should have gone. Okay, if we're going to keep the Black Hood going, if Black Hood gets resolved in the next episode or two... They should have kept Sugar Man going because we needed to go back and forth. There needed to be more of a struggle because we literally had Sugar Man for one episode. And we don't even really know that much about him. Well, here's why. Because it doesn't matter. Sugar Man was never the end game. I don't no, get that. I think it's. I, I think what that means is that the Sugar Man's not nearly as important as you think he is. Well, I think what they should have done was there should have been some sort of play where we thought that Mr. Phillips was the Black Hood. Maybe. And then it turns out that, no, he's just the drug dealer. Eh, maybe. I, I feel like they could have played with this a little bit more and kept a little bit more suspense. I think they, honestly, you, well, to, to be quite crass, they shot their load too quickly. Okay. But I think that's what they did. You know who did this correctly? Hmm. True Detective. Yes. When we get at the end of the episode, a guy in a gas mask and underwear on, and we're like, oh, this is our killer. And then the next episode we find out, oh, he's not even nearly the killer. He's oh, an awful human it's being. It's a killer we saw five episodes who's just wandering around in the background. That's who the guy is. I wasn't going to ruin it for people, but okay. You know, it's been several seasons. Spoiler alert! <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. But regardless, it, you know, it's that thing of, yeah, I, I you know, you've got this guy drawn out. But I think the thing is, they're running out of time. They they got to go ahead and get it done. They're, they're rushing a little. You know, I, I get it. So for me, I think what they're gonna, what they're winding up pointing to is like it was never about the sugar man. The next episode, we're probably gonna get the black hood talking about some other. He's the he's a piece person. of the puzzle. Yeah. Um, we cut to Fred and Archie are talking in his room, and and Fred says, "Hey, um, did you hear about that teacher? 
um, that at Southside High, um, how's Jughead dealing? And Archie's like, oh yeah, I think he was in a couple of his classes. You know, I'm, I'm trying to help Jughead, but it kind of backfired. I, we, I had a plan. We tried to help him with something. And Fred says, you know, it's not the first fight you guys had, and it won't be the last. And while he's doing that, he's taking some pills. That's right. And Archie goes, are you okay, Dad? And Fred says, I'm getting better every day. Um... Who fucking called that Fred is going to get a pill addiction? This one. I was... Me. I'm the TV genius. I was jumping up and down when I saw it. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. He's taking pills. And you... <laughs> when I said that, when I when I made that prediction, you were like, what are you doing? You are crazy. I'm going to have to roll back the tape. I don't... I don't know. You... I figured... I thought there was a different were, one that I was thinking was crazy. You were very skeptical. The one you thought was really crazy was my out there left field makes no sense prediction. But this one, you're like, what? You you said that this one came out of nowhere. Well, it it didn't. It didn't. And they did it. And I'm a TV genius. <laughs> TV genius me. TV genius me. Okay. Cut to the Lodge residence. Uh, the Hiram and Hermione are playing chess. And Veronica's reading. Hermione's getting a phone call when we cut to the scene. Yeah, whatever. She goes, oh, so sorry to hear that. Thank you, Andre. Thank you, Andre. All of our prayers. So Hiram's like, what's going on? Uh, The St. Clair's had a car accident. They were running off the road. Nick will recover, but it will take some months. Veronica looks up from her book. Oh, well, karma's a bitch. And Hiram goes, checkmate. Ha! It's a little too on the nose. I mean, come on. But it's fun. It's, I'm, I'll allow it because it's funny and cute. Um, and then funny and cute that somebody got injured in a car accident. But yeah, you know it's what? Riverdale. It's the lodges. Meanwhile, narration. Betty and Jughead are on a couch, so clearly they've made up. This is bullshit. There, where's where? Oh, there's a scene missing here. There's a scene missing. Yes. Several scenes missing. Just. Uh, okay, so they're on the couch. And then the girl we, next door came clean about the black hood. Uh, and then we cut to Robert Everyone Phillips wears masks. In the, in the jail. jail cell. And he gets shot by, by the, the black, black hood. hood. And then the last shot is Jughead saying, Sweet dreams, sugar man. <laughs> Riverdale. <laughs> it's kind of a letdown. Huh. They should have just left it at him getting shot and nothing it. Well, also, has he told her what happened with Tony? Nope. Yeah. That, this is where I feel like, okay, so you broke them up for two seconds. He kisses another girl. Then she spends the night, which nothing too bad happened. But, you know, they got a little busy. And then Betty basically says nothing to Jughead explaining whatever happened. And now they're back together? This is not bode well. No. This is not good. And this is this feels very sloppy. It feels very sloppy, but it could be a setup to this is not going to last. Now, okay. If the scene between, you know, Jughead and Betty where they make up, they come they come clean about what's happened, even if Jughead doesn't explain the Tony thing, but Betty explains the whole breaking up, that whole shit, and he's like, "Oh, okay." If that's there and they just cut it from this episode and it's going to be somewhere else, I'm fine with that. But there's no explanation in this episode. It makes no sense. They could have, it could have, honestly, what they should have done is it should have been a scene as the two of them talking. Not sitting there all cuddly, just them talking. We don't have to hear their words. But just so we can understand, they're going to be okay, they're going to be okay, they're going to be together. They're discussing what's happening. 
And then later we find out, oh, he didn't tell her about what happened with Tony. Oh, he, she doesn't know. I I think the flip side of that may be that because they're rushing back in, they don't realize that there's going to be a whole bunch of shit they have to work through. I, it's possible. I don't I don't know. I think I think that may be the better side of that. This is where this was a good episode. A lot of cool stuff happened. This whole bit of the story was completely sloppy and deserved better. It deserved more attention. Unless we find out some... Unless it ties to something later. But as as I'm watching it week to week, this is sloppy. And we don't have an episode next week. We don't. No. Uh, Next week at Thanksgiving. So they moved episode 7 to November 29th. That's great for us because we weren't going to be able to do it by get our episode out by Friday anyways because of the holiday. Um, We're packing our other feeds with content, though. Yes. If you need something to listen to and you want to hear us ramble and complain and fight with each other, on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, we're going to release a podcast where we have watched planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh We'll also be releasing a couple extra of our My Little Pony episodes. And then on Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, we are releasing our movie podcast about where we have watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High and American Pie 2. Lots of stuff. Just lots of stuff. And who knows, we might decide to do more. We might be able to throw another one in there before. Um, but we, so there will be content from Macintosh and Mod next week on Thursday and Friday. It just won't be Riverdale. Uh, so you can find our website, our Facebook page, our Instagram. You can find all the other stuff there if you need something else to get you through your holiday travels or that boring day at work that you're the only one there. I know. I've been that person. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, new Riverdale is not going to be until November 29th. But I think there's a preview we can watch. There is a preview we can watch. So, go review and rate us on iTunes. Remember, if you don't want to hear spoilers, cut out now. And otherwise, we'll see you in just a second. Hashtag go Bulldog. Well, shit. Yeah. Shit. Shit. Okay, it's episode seven. So we're going to get a lot more. They're definitely leaning into, we think it's Sheriff Keller. We think it's Sheriff Keller. Betty thinks it's Sheriff Keller. She's going to go investigate him, and that's definitely going to raise some tensions with Kevin. I mean, the opening line of the trailer. I have some theories. I have a theory about about Sheriff Keller. Her theory's not about bunnies. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. Uh, Okay. Next week looks intense. Oh, yeah. Okay, I, I was really wrong last week when when I looked at the preview. So, yeah, we have to wait two weeks. And there's that weird shot of, you know, Veronica going down into a basement, and then we see Sheriff Keller in the basement. I freeze-framed it. He's working out. It's, not a, it's not a murder room. <laughs> <laughs> that we know of. I mean, maybe that's where Kevin's mom is being locked, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's a mole woman. I don't know. So here's the other side of it, though, is we also get the return of Chuck. We get the return of Chuck Clayton, who a lot of people had the thought that he was the copycat Black Hood with Betty. Could be. Which makes total sense. Oh, yeah. Um, so you were not crazy in that thinking. That was that was very smart. Well, it really came... a great theory. But it also came back to the person who's calling her has got to have, like, some deep connection on it. Yes. They've, they've got to know mm-hmm. Betty and all the inner workings of what she's doing, so... That's why I still feel like that. 
Blossom family member because they are related. Yeah, these two, both of these could be giant red herrings. Also, if Fred gets a pill addiction, he's going to rehab. Who's going to take care of Archie? Mom's coming back. Uh-huh. That's how we worked that out. Of course. Uh, and then they get Molly Ringwald for like three or four episodes and, you know, she can start some Blossom shit up. She's a secret <laughs> Blossom. Uh, what else? What else is in there? I mean, Josie's... Oh, and, and we also get the return of... Penny Peabody. Yes. She's calling in that favor. Uh-huh. Wonder what it means. Uh, Josie is going to have some trouble with Chuck. Well, uh, Josie says that she got asked, asked out by Chuck Clayton. She's telling Veronica. So Veronica's... I don't know if that's a good idea. No, we see some We see some scary scenes there. Mm-hmm. So, some shit's going to go down. Uh-huh. I, I do think my pacing theory that we're going to get a lot of resolution in episode 8 and episode 9 is going to set up the new crazy mystery. Yep. Yeah. Mm. We talked about the the stuff with uh, Betty and Jughead and, you know, the the sloppiness of it. It could just be that it's sloppy and they're back together. I mean, I I hate I hate we're to think that. We're going to fill in some of those gaps. I'm fine with there being gaps so long as they get filled in. Here's my thing. We might not, and I think we kind of just have to be okay with that. No, I don't. I have a podcast devoted to the show. I can complain whatever the fuck I want. Well, you, I, I'm just, I'm just warning you. You might have to be complaining for the rest of the time this show is on because they may not resolve it at all. Well, they resolve their CoverGirl <laughs> commercials because we haven't had one this season so far. Maybe they're not advertising there anymore. It's possible. Huh? But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so okay. Mm-hmm. Are you anywhere near confident to say that you think you know who the killer is? Everything's pointing towards Sheriff Keller. So I feel like it needs to be Sheriff Keller. Oh, you know what's going to happen? We're going to meet his deputy next time, and that's who it's going to be. Mm. It's it, it can't be Sheriff Keller. Uh, because Sheriff... It just doesn't make sense. Because Sheriff Keller wouldn't have cared about killing the sugar man. Mm. But whoever killed Sugar Man has access to the jail. It's the deputy. We're going to meet the deputy. I guarantee you that's what happens next week. We meet the deputy finally. And he's the one who killed one. Episode 8, he's the killer. Well, we've seen some of the deputies around. We've seen some police people, but we haven't met any of them. Well. So, next episode, that's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. If it's the sheriff's department, they are deputies. They're all deputies. Okay. So then we have to figure out which deputy it is. Fine. Okay, and... Honestly, that would be great. Let us meet two of them. Let us meet two. Two different deputies. So then we can't decide which one is it, and it's both of them. Meh. It's the deputy. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be the deputy. Because it's too easy for it to be uh, Sheriff Keller. And if it's fucking hell, I'm going to slap somebody. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something bad. What if they make it really good, though? Like, what if they do Hal, but do it's like... Do you trust the show to do line. something that good with Hal? Well, no, but Hal. they might. Shove it, Hal. <laughs> I mean, that's... that's what, Hal's really good at being a punching bag. That's that's his role. He's... Like I said, I really need a scene of someone walking in on him and Alice having some dirty, dirty sex. Speaking of which, what happened to badass Alice Cooper? I miss her. She's nowhere. Oh, the throwaway line from this episode that we did not even talk about. Uh huh. That Hiram says he goes. We all know, or uh, I'm so not the only one who knows the story behind that mugshot. Yeah. So that was that was a throwaway. So ass. So she's she was doing some hardcore shit. It was so great. 
Well, it was that, or Acid Alice refers to her throwing acid on someone, which is Ooh. also entirely possible for that Alice Cooper. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Who has a scar? <laughs> hmm. Lots of people. I know, but... Ooh, that's gonna... Oh, maybe that's what we find out at the end. Of, oh, but please, please let us know more about Alice as a serpent, please! No, one I day. I need that. I need that. Oh, I'm gonna think about that all day tomorrow now. Really? Probably. Yeah. It's a nice distraction from work. All right, well, we'll see y'all in two weeks. All right, y'all have a great Thanksgiving. Yep. Hashtag go Bulldogs. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com. Mm, Ugh, no. you're dumb. I probably. Okay. <laughs>